Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Why are we getting more packages? It sounded good, too. Neon fucking green. Yeah, yeah, made made a lot of people happy, Aaron. Made a lot of people happy. Uh, it fucking better be Andrea Beaumont. <laughs> that was that was lovely. I have no idea what that's from. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back in. And I'm Ben, your sunshine into Gotham, and your resident feminist. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I am Jake. I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we read through each week. Uh, I'm going third to let you know that we are a podcast with three brothers who get together, read Batman comics, talk about Batman, and everything that has to do with the Dark Knight that comes into our geeky little heads. Um, each yes. week we get together and review a book and come up with a theme drink. So did you guys have a theme drink for the book that we read, which was the beginning of Jim Balance Catwoman series? Well, I sent you guys a recipe and I, I didn't have all the ingredients and being the time of day that it is, I decided to hold on to that beverage, but it, uh, was some gin, some uh, grapefruit juice, some cranberry juice, and some lime, and you shake it all together. And that is called an Arizona Breeze, uh, which nice. I thought was fitting with our uh, friend that is in this book. And did you guys recognize, you didn't recognize the uh, song from the intro? Uh, was no. the uh, Was the theme song from the movie Raising Arizona. Clever girl. Although the the song I wanted to use was uh, by Destiny's Child, Say My Name. uh, (laughs) But I thought I had already used that one, so I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm amazed that you can keep straight all of the the songs that you've used throughout two years of the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting to be harder and harder. I would totally have like five and I would just rotate through them. So pops on that. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, um, so I am drinking a, uh, an original V eight with low s- sodium. So, uh, this is wholesome. <laughs> this is healthy, just like the book that we read and being low sodium oh, has 10% less costume. <laughs> I mean, sodium. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm drinking water because it's Sunday, and if I got drunk during this review, it would be very bad because <laughs> I have a lot of screaming. So water, water, it is. There you go. There were some Sorry. nuns in this story, Ben. So yeah. some holy water isn't an off base for it. So. Holy water. Oh man. So we are recording on November first. So, um, what did y'all do for Halloween? Stop talking about comic books or I'll you think you're doing, you. nerd. Stop spending Get all the words! Nerd! Nerd! Or I swear to God, you're gonna 
Batman of geeks, bitch. Uh, what did we do? We the boys uh, had some masks that they ordered and some weapons. So Toby had a, <laughs> a, a, a adjacent mask and like a machete, and Connor got this like gas mask style World War II thing uh, with a, a baseball bat that's got like barbed wire around it. And then they decided that they would wear like their taco and hot dog outfits from a couple of years ago with them. Uh, so they wore that for a little bit last night and that was funny. And, uh, we just watched some movies outside and set up, uh, tables and, uh, with candy and ramen noodles because you have to choose between candy and soup. Uh, unfortunately we did not have very many trick or treaters this year. We only had about four kids come by, which is very, very bummer. Um, but we sat outside with fire and watched uh, Goonies and Ghostbusters, which was fun. And uh, we I couldn't find Monster Squad on disc. Uh, so that's because I had your copy. On... Oh, that's why I couldn't find it. Yeah. You bastard. Does that mean I have Aaron's copy? Uh, so I couldn't find mine at one point in time and borrowed Aaron's. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when when Ben when you asked to borrow it, I gave you a copy that was on the movie racks. Like, so we have movies downstairs, and then we have a few select movies upstairs. And so I found it upstairs really quickly. And then I was looking at movies the other day. I'm like, wait, I thought I just gave Monster Squad to Ben. There's a Monster Squad on my shelf here. So I had two on my, you know, my <laughs> limited only like thirty movie rack on the upstairs area. Yeah, didn't notice that before. <laughs> So you bitches owe me four dollars for Amazon Prime because we rented it last night. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean that it goes to a good cause. Like you gotta, you gotta support well, the squad. So. Right. Well, yeah, the money for Amazon so, does not go to a good cause, but that's okay. I want to squad. talk about that movie, but I want to talk about that movie at the end because I have some good segues into our book. Oh, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Hold on. Uh, so, so what else did you guys do for Halloween? Yeah, we didn't do Monster Squad. Um, we carved some pumpkins out in the backyard and did some uh, pumpkin-themed science experiments with Noah. Um, they nice. they made the, the pumpkin explode with some vinegar and baking soda. Um, and then they, Sarah oh, cool. and Noah are currently trying to figure out how many rubber bands it takes to make a pumpkin explode. So, oh nice. Uh, I think they are at 300 rubber bands at the moment, and the pumpkin is still intact. So we will see how many more it takes. Um, oh my god! And then this how many is... rubber bands have exploded from that? <laughs> none, none of snap. There's just 300 rubber bands strapped around the the pumpkin at the moment. Uh, so this is Bat Baby's uh, second Halloween, and unfortunately, we couldn't like take him around to do trick or treating. We just didn't feel. The best about that in right. our area that we're in is not great for trick treating either. We're in between two major roads that nobody crosses. So, yeah. Um, we were between. Uh, we were gonna dress him up as Bob Ross because <laughs> he's got a uh, little curly <laughs> bat baby hair. Um, nice. The shirt that uh, we had ordered, his blue collared shirt, had not shown up at the moment. So, uh, my wife Sarah ended up finding a baby Yoda, uh, the child more appropriately uh costume and as a backup and so we put him in that and had him he didn't seem to mind it was like a big bathrobe and a little uh, you know strap on hat it was pretty to, adorable he made a good he made a good yeah, it was child very cute. yeah yeah 
And then <laughs> last night, uh, Noah, my son, is not into scary things. He's not into horror, blood, and guts, and that kind of stuff. He, you know, he's in. He likes his shooting video games and things, but low gore level and setting. But uh, he wanted to watch a horror movie finally, and um, so Uh-oh. we we had to decide what the first horror movie that you know real horror movie that he would sit down and watch um and after some debating and he wanted to do the first friday the 13th uh, i think he's excited to get to the jason Voorhees and the slasher kind of movies but i had to tell him like jason's not in it till the you know the, the jason that you know is not in it until the third one and so um uh-huh. i suggested that we start with scream so we watched scream last night uh and i think he actually enjoyed nice. it um I haven't seen that in a long time. It's old. It's so much older than I thought it was. (laughs) But it held up okay. Um, It's pretty tame. It is, yeah. And it was, it's it's very meta. You know, it, it, calls back to all the classic horror movies and everything i was like if you're gonna mm-hmm. have any interest in getting into horror movie let's start with one that's not gonna scare you off the genre entirely but kind of gives you a, a taste of what you know modern horror movies you know there's a point where scream kind of changed the modern horror movie scene and yeah i think mm-hmm. uh, i think it was a good it was it was not like, there's a picture that I took of Noah that he doesn't know I have of like the first like 10 minutes where we're all eating dinner, but he's, you know, knees to chest, arms across his chest, like not happy to be watching this movie, <laughs> but he loosened up during the whole thing. And, uh, and I think by the end of it, he enjoyed it and he was interested in watching the sequels. So, so I'm, I'm kind of disappointed you didn't start him off with the classic like Ginger Dead Man or Jeeper Creepers, Jake. Um <laughs> I have those are definitely taste. uncle. Of, those are definitely uncle approved. So leave Jeepers Creepers alone. <laughs> I uh, so when did Scream come out? Was it nineties? Ninety seven, I think. Oh, ninety three. Yeah, it's super yeah, old. That is earlier than I. Uh, well, yeah, because it's Courtney Cox, right? Oh, I have it down as ninety six. Oh, ninety six. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, you're right, Aaron. Ninety six. Still, and by I, I mean IMDb. Still a <laughs> hell of a long time ago. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm going to go back and rewatch that. So, that sounds fun. That's fun. That one did not make it onto my husband and my uh, watch list. We spent October watching lots of scary movies. Nice. Um, but like Noah, he cannot handle scary movies. So we, <laughs> um, we kind of went back and forth. So we would watch a scary one and then we would watch some like child friendly horror movie. <laughs> so we, uh, we did almost one a night for the whole month of October. So that was really fun. Wow. And then last night we, um, did a backyard social distance, uh, bonfire thing, but we nice. wore pirate outfits that we had gotten for a cruise that was canceled. Uh, <laughs> so we were dressed as pirates. And, of course, I was a Kingdom Hearts pirate because nice, nice. why would I not be? And he was a pirate from the Once Upon a Time TV show. So we were, like, Disney adjacent because we got them for a Disney cruise. Like mm-hmm, you, can't gotcha. dress up like, you can't dress up like the cartoon Captain Hook because, you know, if Everybody you're there else and there's will be. children. They're going to want to take pictures with you. So, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Yeah, your costumes I saw <laughs> on Facebook. They were great. Thanks. We we literally just clicked and bought like <laughs> the 
there was no construction involved, but you know, there's no expense, right? There you go. But now that Halloween's over, today we're going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas uh, after oh, I, I put up our Christmas tree. I can't so believe we're putting up the tree already. That's insanity to me. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, Aaron, very few things bring me joy right now. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Putting up my uh, Disney Christmas tree with half-naked merman ornaments on it uh, will bring me joy that I'm going to do that. Well, then, you know, speaking of half-naked things, do we want to <laughs> Oh, man, I wanted to talk about Monster Squad, <laughs> but that was a great transition, too. <laughs> so, general listeners, Monster Squad is a movie from 1987 uh, that the three of us all watched a lot as kids. It has some very famous lines to us only. I feel like yeah. the general public never watched that movie. But uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I've run into some um, other males of my age group that that saw it and rented it from the video store, like every Halloween as well, and or dubbed it. Right. Like, there's a small pocket of people between, uh, you know, current age of like <laughs> 35 and. 45, probably (laughs) 35 and 45 that, that will have known this movie and that small pocket has probably kept it alive. Yeah. Well, if you are, if you are a female listener and you watched monster squad, please uh, tune into one of our social medias to let us know that's the brotherhood of Batman on Instagram (laughs) or uh, brother HD Batman on Twitter. Yeah. And we have a Facebook page too. So, yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, but that movie, like, I was so excited, and Josh had never seen it. And then the first ten minutes, we're bombarded with the uh, bundle of sticks f word. Yeah. That in '87, it's like sure, kids, and it's a it's a movie about a bunch of kids that have a monster club. Like I yeah. was like, oh yeah, Josh will watch this as one of our happy movies, right. and it's like. You know, f this, f that. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> so she's like staring at me, and I'm like, I did it so. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, 20 minutes later, it transitions into a pretty lengthy storyline of people creeping on this teenage girl changing in the room across the street. I'm like, that's fine. Except these kids are between 12 and 14. They're not even like 16, 17 year olds. They're 12, 14 year olds creeping on this 16 year old changing. And then they blackmail her with a nude photo. And I'm like, what is this? It's just crazy how nostalgia, like, blocks those parts out of your memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we so, watched, I said we rented it last night. And I think Toby watched it. And then I think the other, Connor fell asleep early and laid on the floor. And we could hardly wake him. I think he is, was in a candy coma. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I watched most of it, and having seen it, you know, I that that you know, like you said, Ben, it's been a few years, but yeah, some of that language at the beginning stuck out. And I'm like, man, I don't remember them saying all of this, and you know, and, um, they say it four times in like three minutes, and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. god, are we going to get through this movie? And then they never see it again. And I was like, that's 
weird. So I actually have oh, yeah. a little bit of information for the two of you. The, the, the listenership probably doesn't give a crap about this, but um, <laughs> I also had a very similar experience when it finally... So this movie was not... It was tied up in um, rights hell for years and years and years and was never re-released after its original VHS launch. Um, you know, into the DVD and Blu-ray era, there you could not get this movie unless you got a dubbed, pirated copy of it. And then finally, uh-huh. they the licensing got um, let go, or it, you know, whatever the terminology there is. But they were able to put it out on DVD. And I, you know, Aaron, you and I both picked one up, and I stole yours at some point. And yeah, <laughs> upon re-watching it. I had the exact same reaction. I'm like, why do I remember this movie not being this vulgar? And if it was this vulgar, why were we all allowed to watch this willy-nilly whenever the hell we wanted? Um, It probably explains why we cuss so much on this podcast. But uh, I went back and (laughs) looked at our dubbed version. So we had a VHS dub version. Ours was recorded off a TV uh, it was a censored Ooh. version that did not have some yeah. of the stuff that, that the actual full-length movie did. Really? Uh, yeah, and our huh. version actually was missing the the last credits piece. So there's there's a scene that happens during the credits where the, the oh. army actually, at the end, the army shows up to, you know, because little Eugene wrote uh-huh. a letter to the army in Cran uh, asking them to come right. help. <laughs> Uh, ours cuts off there and doesn't have that scene. And like I'm watching them, was like, was this? Did this always happen in the movie? Is this like a deleted scene they put back in? And uh, it took finding our original home version for me to to realize that. How did we, you find the home version? Uh, I have a VHS player, or did at one point in time. Um, Ben, <laughs> you have right. comments about well, having a VHS player. Our brother is a hoarder, Aaron. Like <laughs> he has more, he has more shit than I do, and that's saying something. So. All right. Well, Monster Squad did not age well and is not super appropriate. So, uh, who wants to recap Catwoman? <laughs> I will. As, as we talk about things that are not super appropriate, Jake. Go. <laughs> All right, because. Just like my V8, very wholesome and healthy and, you know, really good for you. Uh, Catwoman issues one and two uh, came out in August of 1993. These kind of fill in the holes of what Selena Kyle Catwoman was doing um, during the end of Batman Bruce Wayne's run before his backbreaking and then immediately after that. So we talked last week about how Bane had conscripted um, Selena Kyle to work for him. Uh, one of the few rogues gallery that he did not try to outdo or chase out of Gotham. He basically said, okay, you can keep doing what you're doing, but you're going to do it for me now. And all the stuff that you steal comes to me and I'll fence it and pay you. Um, but you're going to have to do other jobs that I send you on. And so we find right. out uh, how she felt about that, what she was doing. And then she gets tied up into an assassination plot that was intended for Bane, but he redirects on her and she has to get out of Gotham City or chooses to get out of Gotham City after her apartment explodes and chases after the killer. And that leads her right into where we left her off last week on the plane with Bruce Wayne. Yes, yes. So um, should we talk about the art? style in here ben uh specifically the <laughs> cover 
or okay. like to talk about what she wears around a minor that's in her house or what would you I like would to discuss like, I would like to start with the importance of this book existing first um we've talked throughout the last season or so about how nightfall nightfall is leading up to a bunch of characters getting their own titles and how important Batman is Mm -hmm. to DC selling comic books. So the fact that Catwoman, who's been around almost as long as Batman, has um, gets her own monthly story. It's not a mini series. It's a month by month. Her own title is really cool. It's a female character in the 90s. It's like, wow, this is going to be great. And also it's just like, you know, showing that things are moving along and it ties into Nightfall with Bane and all this. And, <laughs> and that's about where my excitement ended. Um, yeah, Aaron, do you want to describe the cover? Well, I was just kidding about that. I do want to say before we get into, like, trashing this book um, or the, the the feminism parts that you have to, that you want, we're going to comment on, I did like how it, it fit into what we were reading and how it kind of ties to like why Selena is trying to get onto the plane with Bruce and why she's trying to, to get out. And so I did think there were some good highways there um, that she's going to do whatever it takes to get aboard the plane and trying to, um, you know, show up what, whatever she was doing. And, um, but I did think there were some good ties to what we were reading. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, the art though, it, I mean, is there anything more pinnacle nineties art than this Jake? Um, in terms of like design for men. Sure. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it's absolutely designed for the 17 year old boy, you know, but it's, it's back and ass facing forward art, right? Like that's the only way that they knew how to draw women back then. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it, it, she doesn't even have an outfit on. It's like paint. Like it's like right. painted on her. Yeah. I mean, there's the no, only thing it, we don't see are the nipples. Like literally. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, and she's like changing with Arizona in her in her uh, living room, and she puts on like like a sexy nightgown that she would wear on a date, you know, like a, when somebody comes home for like a special occasion kind of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why are you just putting this on as your lounge wear? Don't you have like flannels or something? Yeah. <laughs> or jeans or <laughs> yeah, like a t-shirt and shorts maybe. <laughs> well and even the way that this trade paperback and the issues themselves were sold and billed it was it was based on jim balance art you know it was an artist forward time in comic books and it was uh story and writing second to uh visual candy right like they wanted you to pick it up because of the way it looked and their assumed reaction that you were going to have to that it didn't matter really what was happening inside. Like this is the first issue of her own spinoff series. It doesn't take much time introducing new characters. It it completely pulls everything out of the Batman story that's going on right now, Mm -hmm. dumps it in and says, okay, now this is a Catwoman title that you have to buy another issue to get the whole picture. Um, Right. Right. And I mean, there could not be a more 90s thing is let's sell books on good. I mean, okay, I I realize that this is not um, tasteful in all of its uh, depictions, but the art is strong. Uh, Content, uh, quality of art 
you yeah. know, quality of line work and stuff is skillful right, and right, talented. Right. Um, and oh, yeah, so I would agree. It's, it's using that platform to sell its book and then pasting a mm-hmm. sexy naked lady on front. I mean, she's basically naked, but she, you know, she has a mask on and, you know, it's... Right. Yeah. It's not... Cat ears. Um, I, I, before Cat we... ears and her hair. <laughs> so it, much hair. So much is... hair. Hundreds <laughs> levels of hair. Right. Like, <laughs> we were talking about other um, spinoffs and stuff. Like, you know, they tried to have Huntress have her own... And she wasn't originally a Batman character. They later brought her into Batman. Who? We talked about Huntress. Uh, Helena. Aaron, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, her... Her standalone series only lasted, I think it was 14 or 18 issues, somewhere in there. Um, This volume of Catwoman lasts for eight years and 94 issues. And that's. I'd like like to think, Jake, I'd like to think that the Huntress series ended because they just forgot about doing it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right. So so this, this Catwoman book. Um, as a drag queen who can sew, I have worked with um, latex and I've worked with four-way stretch fabric. It is physically impossible to have an outfit the way that she does. Like <laughs> the fact that she's naked, like the person drawing this has never seen clothing. The person drawing this <laughs> has never seen a female body. Like <laughs> it literally makes no sense. It like goes the fabric wraps around her boobs it wraps around her bony ribs sticking out it like makes no god it, it's like a thong like it goes into her ass like it makes no sense <laughs> and i've been preaching i've been saying giving credit to dc being like they're making book titles for batman fans of different types like robin is for the younger audience right you know legends of the dark knight is the darker stuff whatever um, this i was like oh great they're making a book for female readers no 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 this is <laughs> no. 17 year old like 14 year old boy spank bank material and i'm wondering <laughs> if there were any female readers like this is an actual inquiry like did female readers read this or were they still at this point only able to buy wonder woman because there weren't a lot of main ongoing female stories at this point. I'd like to think, you know, trying to give some credit, like maybe not even credit, but like there wasn't another option, right? Like this is the way that women were depicted. If you wanted a female led book, you didn't have a choice back then, which is so disappointing. Like, and why the the readership mm-hmm. has been so one sided for so long is because they just kept putting material out like this instead of trying something different in a mass market setting. Right? Like, they they weren't giving female readers or you know sexually sensitive or or, or appropriate readers. Uh, the avenue to to read female characters like females, not just an object, right? And even when you take mm-hmm. arguably one of the most well-known, widely spread-known female comic book characters, right? Like Catwoman is a, has always been a supporting character in the Batman stories, but like mm-hmm. people know Catwoman right up there with you know, next to Joker and and the Riddler. I mean, she's got to be in the top three of Batman, and then top three i'd say behind like wonder woman people know catwoman right away right i would think so right like 
yeah, using one of their few powerhouse characters in a setting, you know, there just wasn't anything else coming out, and this was the only way that they did it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm ben, wrong. What do you, Maybe what I do just you... didn't see anything else coming out. What do you feel about Catwoman, like, using Leopold in this to kind of, like, do what she wants, using her sexuality to kind of get get her way with him, kind of? Um, uh, but I mean, I, I am a fan of user assets, and if you are, like, I do think there's something to be said for using sexuality as a tool to get what you want. Like, if I'm watching a reality TV show and the sexy girl is, like, dominating the season because she's, like, manipulating all the men, I'm, like, screaming at the TV, like, yes, bitch, play. But in this context, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's one of her strengths. But she's got her claws and her whip. So it didn't bother me. But if she had been drawn more appropriate and worn clothes around the child, (laughs) I feel like I'd like, okay, she's using it as an act. And it's not her only trait, right? If that makes sense. No, I get you. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was thinking too. And like, I mean, he's like, you know, Leopold kind of is double crossing her, but he also does what she wants. And even, you know, he goes to Bane, and it just—it was interesting that he's like trying to play her, but at the same time being being played by her in some senses. Mm-hmm. So there's just, a, yeah, I don't know, interesting character. It seemed like she didn't have a very strong supporting cast. Like, no. we've talked before about how much effort they put into building up Tim Drake's supporting cast. I feel like Catwoman didn't get that, at right. least in the stories that we've been reading. So it's like, okay, she's got this Arizona girl that's staying with her, and they explained that, and there were hints about how she reminded her of Holly Robinson. Mm-hmm. And then there's Leopold, but that's basically it. Like, that's her supporting right. cast so far, and I didn't feel like that was strong enough to have your own series. Well, and, well, and then and they send Arizona back home. Like she's no longer in this <laughs> after like the first issue and a half. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> and it's With really the bomb or the the rocket that goes off in the apartment. If you uh, if you put that counter to what they've been doing with tim drake where tim drake is showing up in all of the batman issues all of the detective comics you know he is uh he's got he's had three standalone miniseries and all that kind of stuff catwoman prior to this the last batman and detective issues that she was in were mm-hmm. hang on i wrote down is it two years ago three years ago uh, in 91, wow. yeah. So two years ago in Batman 460 and 61, the Girls' Night Out issues that we read where Catwoman teams uh-huh. up with Vicki Vale and Sarah Essen. And so she's absent from ongoing Batman for two years. They did a, they did a four-issue oh, wow. miniseries uh, in the Showcase comic. Showcase 93, one through four, had a, a Catwoman story that kind of put all these pieces into place. That's where she meets Arizona. T, um, she... Right. Erases her identity so she has a clean slate and nobody knows, you know, everybody thinks Selena Kyle is just another uh, fake ID and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, if you look at other characters who get their own spinoff series, they they spend a lot of time in the main story building that character up and making sure that that character has a yeah. uh, a viewership right like the, there is a demand for that right. character and an interest or like in tim drake's they have a supporting cast this was okay mm-hmm. guys uh you know danger girl and things like that are selling really well over at that company let's do something like that who do we have that we can slap on the front of a book like that we got catwoman all right put her in a book and 
you know, make or naked. And, <laughs> and the cover will sell it, right? Yeah, and I think it was just, uh, what do we have? Who can we use? Who are we not using that it won't mm-hmm. matter what we do with? You know, like, you know, it, it could have easily have been uh, a Poison Ivy spinoff. Like, there, there wasn't anything in her story that felt earned for her to have her own i mean like i'm glad that she has her own series and i, I, mean, I it, it lasts she, for 94 issues or 92 issues yeah she has, that's pretty she long has moments where she's always been like on the border of being good right so i think right. there's that aspect too well and i want like to talk about that uh, i do want to talk about that during our episode here um you know what this what this series ends up actually doing for her going forward and how it, it changes or it puts a status quo in these early issues and then changes the Catwoman status quo uh, forever after this. And, and yeah, she becomes a hero. Right, right. Mm. Um, and I think that's great. And I think that it just, there didn't seem to be that, um, it, like now you go pick up a story and you can kind of feel out that they're like, they're gearing up to spin something off. Out of, you know, oh, they're going right. to do a new Deadpool or a new... Um, you know, Harley Quinn's story, like she's showing up in everything. It's overexposure of this character mm-hmm. before they, they, and they didn't do that here. And mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised that it lasted for as long as it did. And it didn't even, they didn't even end it. They just rebooted it, right? They just restarted the numbering system over again. And she kept going to the, oh, really? yeah, I mean, she still has an ongoing Catwoman story. There are a lot of faults in the time period mm-hmm. that they decided to do this. But I, I'm very glad that they did. I mean, you know, part of why we started this podcast was the Batwoman Catwoman relationship, and I think we're f- <laughs> Batwoman Catwoman. Bat- yeah, well, I mean, I'd be interested <laughs> that's, in that. That's but... fan fiction, Jake. <laughs> Batwoman Catwoman is fan fiction. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. what did you think about the the scene where uh, Selena pretends to be this dude's wife to steal the jewels? <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. That was a hot mess. She's macking on this rich dude, and she's like, "Don't turn on the lights, daddy." And I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and then the wife shows up, and she's like, "Chester or whatever his name is." I'm like, "Um." And so he gets robbed and cheats on his wife. I was like, this is a hot mess. Yeah. Like, the dude obviously doesn't know what his wife looks like or doesn't care. And she's like, oh, I'm the same size as her. And I'm like, really? I was like, I feel like no one is your size, Catwoman. You don't, you're not a human. Your body proportions make no fucking sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Anything else before reviews? Recommendation. Let's talk a little bit about the the story. You know where you know. So Catwoman uh, is doing jobs for Bane. No, I think I think we're good. I think we got it. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. She's doing jobs for Bane, um, and then it gets revealed that there's somebody has come to Gotham to kill Bane, and so Zombie hatches Zombie, uh, Bane's little henchman hatches the plan that okay, well. We'll tell this hitman that to get to Bane, you need to kill Catwoman, and we'll we'll just utilize Catwoman and get her uh, in trouble, and 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 you know this hitman won't be coming after Bane anymore. That was like a a far le- like I had to go back and I'm like, what is their plan here? I don't understand like how yeah. that works, but uh, it ends up leading to Selena tracking this hitman down who explodes her apartment and everything. 
Um, and where, right. is she, where is she going? She's also going to Santa Prisca. <laughs> How convenient. That of that's course. And the, only, the only airplane she can get is a private one that she uses well, the restroom to get well, on. Because all the, but then because all the flights to Santa Prisca were booked. Who the hell is going to Santa Prisca? They're all going to show up at this airport, and it's going to be like Santa Prisca National Festival Day or something when they all get there. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they're all wearing pain masks and running around. <laughs> With delusionors. <laughs> So this uh the second right. the second I issue this book. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I I just it, it it ends with her on the plane talking to Bruce and thinking oh well he's nice like I hope he gets better and you know I hope everything works out for him as they are landing in Santa Prisca so it definitely leads these two yeah. characters at the exact same point although I I, I feel like they're going to split off again and we'll see where that goes going forward but let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Right. Yes. Yes. I would not recommend this book. I am glad that it exists just because it does create a window of opportunity for future female characters. And if you don't start somewhere, you're not going to get to a better place. So I'm glad that they gave a well-known female character her own mm-hmm. title. Because um, up to this point in DC, the only one that had one was Wonder Woman. Um, so I, I appreciate, you know, a successful one. So I appreciate that. Um, I like that it tied in with Nightfall. But honestly, when we read the other issues and Selena popped up on the plane, mm-hmm. I wasn't actually worried about what led her there i was just like oh okay that makes sense to me because it's a comic book and she needs to be somewhere um so getting that background wasn't necessary for me personally so if you're reading along with us you can skip it if you want some jerk bait material then you can go ahead and (laughs) read this book if you if you uh if you um Want to know the history of females in comic books? I'm sure, but yeah. Otherwise, you could skip it. Uh, I I kind of agree. I think um, these two issues. You know, I, I appreciate that they're they're starting her on her her own storyline, um, but it doesn't really feel like with what we've read with Nightfall that it's on her own storyline. Like it kind of is. You know, I think they could have summed up these two issues in a couple pages and put those into one of the Nightfall uh, issues, uh, which would have just given a little more background. But, um, you know, I do like that she's getting her own, that she got her own stand story. Um, you know, I thought there were some good parts, but, you know, overall, I don't think you necessarily have to read it um, unless you like naked people and cats. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I I included these two issues because I have um, the the pre planning stages for the next the rest of the season. Um, you know, I know that Selena Kyle stays involved in Bruce Wayne and Gotham's storyline going forward, and there are going to be points where we're going to revisit her character um, here and there as we're moving on in the rest of season five. I wanted to know where she'd been, what she'd been doing, and why she 
her character has started to change into that um, reluctant hero uh, that you know she is more so nowadays. And so it is uh, a victim of the time period. Uh, it could have obviously been mm-hmm. done more tastefully, right. but launching that character into a direction that she does end up um, overcoming the male gaze, like she gets better. The character gets better, right? Um, mm-hmm. They they do a better job with her, and that that is good for Catwoman and good for female characters. And so, um, yeah, I, I think if you if you like Catwoman's character, this storyline and what it leads into is important for her character. And you know, it unfortunately has a uh, <laughs> a a art style that is very 90s yeah well said well said what's uh what's next jake these two issues are not collected in any of the nightfall traits one of the reasons that you guys Mm. probably felt they weren't necessary is uh shared by the dc uh collection (laughs) (laughs) department (laughs) they uh they will include later issues in her standalone series where she is more relevant to the ongoing story uh but these you actually have to go out and find either in single issue or in the catwoman by jim ballant trade paperback Uh, but we are going to go back into actual nightfall numbering to finish off the nightfall uh first part of the trilogy so we are reading Bat, uh, Detective Comics 666 and Batman 500. Uh, big numbers for both titles. Oh. Um, oh. 500 is obviously the 500th anniversary or 500th ep- issue, and it's like an ultra big thick one. Um, and then 666, you know, hope everything works out. So. No, it'll be great, I bet. Uh, but yeah, yeah come <laughs> back. Uh, we're going to be tying up uh, the Nightfall storyline. Uh, before we move into Night's Quest, I think we are going to have a, a short break after next week's. So, yeah, oh, you you know might you might have my Elseworlds pick coming up yeah. soon, people. Yep. Ooh, yeah. is your Elseworlds yeah. related to Josh and my Halloween costumes, Aaron? You know, I thought about it then, uh, but no, I have uh, one I'm going to do first, and no pirate go. Batman. <laughs> Not yet. It's pirate Batman okay. is coming, but uh, we're going right, to be cool. doing. Uh, Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Volume 1. Oh, nice! That's so, exciting. So you can go find that if you want to read ahead. Yeah. Very exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, for the what Brotherhood learn, of Batman, Aaron? thank you, everybody. Oh, no, what did we learn, Aaron? Damn it! <laughs> uh, oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Uh, we learned, Ben. This was a tough one, and I'm still not 100% decided, but don't turn on the lights, Daddy. It's me, Selena Kyle, now with 10% less costume. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it was a long lesson we learned there. So. <laughs> that was that was very funny. All right. From the Brotherhood of Batman, I am Ben, your sunshine into Gotham. Thank you for listening. I'm Aaron. I'm the old son of us. I'll clean this up. 
Bye. I'm Jake. I'm the little brother. I didn't write any of the damn books. Bye-bye. Oats of bitters, plants, this city's way.